0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Duty Podcast.
1: We're your hosts. I'm Piers. I'm Maggie. And on today, episode 28, we're talking about chat GPT.
0: Yeah. So we've probably all heard of AI and, you know, scenes from the movies where the robots are attacking and things like that. But AI is here. It's here already. And it is present uh, for both students and teachers right now.
1: It's one of those things we always heard it was coming in the future and here it is. Yeah. So, yeah, the kids are using... ChatGPT, they're using AI, and we're going to talk about ways that teachers can use it today and some things to think about when kids are using it.
0: Yeah, and specifically ChatGPT, that's the one we're diving in on. That's the one that we started practicing and sort of playing with over the winter break that just ended.
1: All right. And we were going to do this episode like a month ago, right before holiday break, Mm -hmm. but now it seems like many more people know about ChatGPT. We saw it on TikTok. Yep. It's got to be, if it was on TikTok a month ago, I guess it's on <laughs> Reels now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. We were talking about it in PD too. A couple teachers were bringing it up like, hey, there's this thing. What should we, should we do anything about it? You know, how can we use it?
1: Yeah. We talked about it in meetings this week. Yeah. So, all right, quickly, what is ChatGPT?
0: So ChatGPT, you looked up what the GPT stands for. Do you remember what that was?
1: Uh, I can pull it up right now. It's like super techy, super yeah. nerdy, but it's... it's it's to be it's to be respected it's sorry my bad my no no it was my (laughs) bad all right so gpt stands for generative pre-training transformer
0: i would not have guessed that
1: so i stand by what i said before generative (laughs) pre-training transformer i'm not going to remember that
0: no chat gpt so what it is is it's a free website to use and all you need is your email to sign up for it and it looks like a text box it's very very simple like the interface is very simple and you interact with it so you can type in a question Um, you can well we'll get into that in a minute but you can ask it to sort of do tasks for you and it will respond and it it sort of gathers information from you know all, all the information that it has um created in the past years and it puts all that together and answers your question for you or completes the task for you
1: yeah it looks like a really kind of old search engine that doesn't have many graphics on it yeah but i remember when i first sent it to you you asked me like is this legit
0: i did i thought i thought you were pranking me or that maybe someone had gotten a hold of your number because it didn't look smooth and clean and
1: like this new ai high tech thing
0: yeah it looks kind of like Backwoods coder Kind of situation It
1: kind of looks like Like the notes app But Yeah Yeah it's just the notes app On gray So it's super simple interface Yeah It's a text box And you type in prompts And you interact with it Like you're having a conversation
0: Mm -hmm. And it can do A lot So when We first started using it I was using it Like Google 2.0 I was just asking it questions And reading the responses So things I teach history So I was asking it questions Like you know, uh, what were some achievements of the Mongolian Empire? Or um, who who were the Inca? What were cultural characteristics of the Inca? Things like that. And it will give you a really solid summaries of those things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and very quickly you start saying, oh, write me a 500-word summary of Eleanor Roosevelt or of the civil rights work of of Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. It can do everything very or can do anything very very quickly yep that's that's any kind of text-based prompt like write an essay or answer this question so that's how we were first using it like this google 2.0
0: yeah but then you start playing around with it more or you see things on tiktok or you, you talk to friends and you realize and this is how i'm using it now it can do actual work for you it can it can complete tasks and take away thinking from the more mundane things that we are used to doing
1: Yeah, I think if they called it like an AI assistant, that would make much more sense with what it can do. Agreed. Because, yeah, you can say, write a prompt for these questions Mm -hmm. or uh, give me a summary of this book or this movie. And it can give you all of this very, it takes away some of the thinking. It can give you those very quick answers, but in much more detail than what Google does.
0: Yes, for sure. And very succinctly too, right? So we compiled a list of what we have learned so far. I'm sure there's even more that we haven't learned yet, you know, or that it it isn't able to do just yet because it feeds off of the information you give it, right? So every time you use it or interact with it, it becomes stronger. But as of now, what we've discovered, we have a full list of things that it can do for teachers.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna talk about how can teachers use chat GPT? Mm -hmm. We've already kind of thought about what kids are gonna use it for, but let's make this teacher facing and say, you're a teacher, how can you use ChatGPT as your assistant to do all sorts of tasks that you do already? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the first one, the first one I thought of when I, <laughs> I realized it could do more than just yeah. pull information, it can actually write lesson plans.
1: Yeah. We, we actually asked ChatGPT to write a lesson just before this episode. Mm-hmm. And I asked it to write, an ep- or write a lesson plan for a middle school science classroom that teaches students about the planets in the solar system.
0: And it did. It goes through, it starts with an intro. And it even says, like, start by asking students how much they already know about the planets in the solar system. You know, and it it is already thinking about that. And then it went into new material, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it gives you a whole lesson title and then an objective. Like the objective was students will learn about the planets in the solar in our solar system and their characteristics, including their size, their distance from the sun, and any notable features. So it gave me that objective. It's
0: a good objective. <laughs> yeah, and all
1: I asked Chad GBT to do was write a lesson plan that introduces students to the planets in the solar system. And then right. you can modify it and say for middle school. Yeah. So it gives you the materials. It starts with the procedure, like the intro like introduce the topic and then ask students if they have if they know any facts about the solar system and encourage them to share what they know <laughs> then presentation use images or videos to show students different planets and their characteristics mm-hmm. then the group activity divide students into groups have them collect a or have them create a chart or a diagram and collect information that compares different planets encourage students to use what they already know and then review the key points of the lesson as a class using that chart or diagram as reference. Wow. So it's not like this isn't a sophisticated lesson plan.
0: It, yeah, it's not calling the resources for you, but it's taking away a lot of the thinking and giving you an outline of how you could go through this.
1: Right. It's not something that replaces what you're going to do as a teacher. No. But it it just takes that lowest level thinking out like exactly. if you have to lesson plan say write a lesson plan about whatever topic you need mm-hmm. it'll give you an idea of an objective it'll give you a procedure it'll give you materials and then you use your teaching knowledge to add to that skeleton
0: exactly and sometimes we know that getting started is the hardest part and if it's just giving you that outline or a suggested sort of flow or activities even if you're like oh i don't want to do that oh wait i'll do this instead It's still taking away so much of that initial cognitive load of getting started. And it's like an assistant. It's like someone saying, well, you could do this, you know. And if you don't like what it gave you, you can tell it to do it again.
1: Yeah. It's just amazing that you can say, write a lesson plan for this. Yep. Like the Mughal Empire or Law of Conservation of Matter. Anything.
0: And it can write labs, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It can write labs. I think writing outlines is the best thing that I've seen it for or writing exemplars. Like for specific questions, I can put in the question and say, write an exemplar for this question. Yeah. And then, boom, I've got it. And if it's too high a level, I can say, rewrite it for middle school. Exactly. Or rewrite it again for an AP class.
0: Mm-hmm. I think other than the lesson outline, my favorite use of it has been for writing tests and quizzes. Yep,
1: tests and quizzes.
0: Oh, my gosh. So you can tell it, write a... 10 question multiple choice quiz on the history of civilization and empires in India with an answer key.
1: Yeah, with the answer key. And what? it'll do it. And it'll do and it. And it's
0: pretty good. Like it'll give me 10 questions and I might tweak two of them. But the like sitting down to write a 10 question quiz, that's a lot of work. The questions alone are hard to think of. And then thinking of the answers is even harder. Yeah. It does it for you.
1: Oh, it does it for you. And it's you can, amazing. And you can copy and paste it into Word. And yep. you should give credit to ChatGBT. We'll oh, yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> but then you can add to it, say, now write short answer questions that go with the multiple choice test before, because it remembers the prompts that you've already put in it. Exactly. So, yeah. You can say, rewrite the same test, but now using multiple choice or short answer.
0: It write, It actually writes pretty good essay prompts. It really does, and then of course it can answer them too, you know, and it can give you uh, an exemplar or it can give you sort of a this is what a kid will probably say answering this question, so you know what to look for, and then you can use those questions to write mastery checks too.
1: It it, it keeps getting better. Like it's really good for fact based things, yeah, like science or history. But I've heard that for you know like literary analysis, it's still kind of shallow. Mm-hmm. But as more people interact with it. It's just going to keep getting better and better at that too.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: So wait, what else can you do with it?
0: I So I have been using it for something that saved me so much time already. And it's only, you know, the first week of the year. I think a lot of teachers spend time creating succinct articles of information for read to learns. Right. So either for your INM or maybe it's part of guided practice, but you want your kids to read something to practice their reading skills but they're they're gaining information of your objective for the day, and typically what I do is I copy paste, you know, different pieces together and sort of Frankenstein it together and then rewrite it and it takes forever. Chat GPT, write me a three hundred word summary for seventh graders about the successes of the ancient Egyptians, and it's perfect.
1: It's think about. It you know if you have to refresh yourself on a lesson coming up or you want a new perspective yeah. just throw in the prompt and then read what it says quickly mhm i love you even made me think now like write 10 group activity ideas for a specific topic yeah like write 10 group activities for air pressure yeah and yeah it'll just spit out ideas
0: and then the other one that we have been playing around with is that it can write emails oh
1: and that I've heard a couple of people doing this too. Right. like write an email that solves this problem or introduces mm-hmm. this idea.
0: Yep, write an email that you know, uh, and you can be specific. Write a positive, respectful email about. Partnering this school year with a local college to benefit your students in fifth grade math, you know, and it'll do it. Yeah.
1: And if you don't like it, just say rewrite it, but make it a put it in a friendlier tone.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if I told you this. So a couple Friends and I were playing with it this week and someone jokingly wrote, write an email that, you know, fires an employee. And ChatGPT responded like, that's unethical. That is a very serious consideration that you need to handle one-on-one. It like... Corrected And it wouldn't do it It would not write that email
1: Yeah it'll say Some things are inappropriate For it to do Yeah Oh and we have to point out It's only relevant Up to 2021 It has a disclaimer on there That says it doesn't know About things that happened Pre 2021 Mm -hmm. It also says It's not connected To the internet So it can't look up Current things right now Yeah So you can't say Like give me stock picks For tomorrow
0: great point which I I don't understand the technology behind that but I have noti- noticed that it's not great with current events and like pop culture in general yeah it's much more um, like fact based
1: opi- yeah there's some opinion based things like you can say summarize who's the greatest athlete of all time Yeah, and chat GPT will spit out something back and says it's not appropriate to to say this because there's many factors that go into determining who's the greatest of all time. Yeah. So there are a few limitations on it.
0: There are, but it's it's pretty wild. I think it's um I was dumbfounded the first time I used it to be honest. It's it's astounding what we have now available with technology, but I really encourage anyone to any teacher to start using it in a way that might be able to save you time.
1: Yeah. I just thought now, because so much of what we do is slideshow based, mm-hmm. I bet you can tell ChatGPT to write, you know, write chapters and bullet points for a 10 slide slideshow about this topic and Ugh. it'll spit it out and then you can just copy and paste it into the different slides. Oh, I bet you're right. Because you can have it write mastery checks yeah. or warm up questions.
0: And bullet and, point outlines, I know it does. And
1: you can copy and paste. This is where, we'll talk about this in the next bit, but we'll see what <laughs> kids are doing, where the kids will copy a prompt and just put it right in the chat GBT and see what it fits out. Yep. And it, it it does a good job. Yeah. And they don't necessarily copy that down but they they get the answer. Yeah. So I I think what you said earlier is great. That chat gpt is an assistant. Mm-hmm. And you can't stop it. Once the train has left the station, what are you trying to fight back about for it? Like it's it's there.
0: Exactly. And that that leads us to the next point which is how students are using it. Yep. Because I've already heard people say oh we should ban it we have that that's not going to happen first of all they're going to find workarounds yes you can have conversations about academic integrity 100 percent, i think that's always a good idea but students are using this and they are going to continue using it and just like we are using it it's only going to get better for them too
1: right and they're going to Teach us new ways to use it Oh for sure You watch the kids use their phones They use their phones in ways that we don't use our phones yeah. like They're so much faster They know all the shortcuts yep. And we learn things by watching them do it So yeah. the way that they're going to start using AI Is you know, we're always going to be behind a mm-hmm. little bit
0: Yeah And the little ones are going to grow up using AI so, so watch out in 10 more years you Right know?
1: And like this I hate when people say this But it's like you're just going to have to learn to adjust Like education is yeah. going to have to adjust Someone compared it to a calculator where chat GPT is just like when calculators came in. Yeah. Like it's somewhat close to it because the argument is you still have to be able to communicate. But...
0: I get the metaphor.
1: Yeah. If we're asking kids to write these summative essays,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're just going to jump in here and get at least the thinking done for it if they don't rewrite it themselves.
0: And I think that's the, the main way that I at least that I have seen and heard that students are using ChatGPT and it's to write essays or respond to open ended prompts, short responses, things like that. Right. And it honestly, it does a pretty good job. (laughs) It
1: does I heard a kid say that it's not plagiarism, but it is cheating. Oh however you want to define cheating.
0: That's a great point. Yeah, because you are not writing it, but it's not you're not actually stealing someone else's work. It's just like it's just appearing before you the, bot- it's, it's, the robots are making it
1: yeah the robot creates it yeah I, I it's funny i'll have kids who are doing their work and tell me ChatGPT gpt is down like they're just so open oh, with my it goodness. and <laughs> i saw one copying a prompt into google and i was like oh you're trying to do it the old way huh <laughs> and you're like oh yeah chat gpt is a capacity or it's down so wow that's what the kids are doing yeah. any type of text-based thing like if you ask them to write an essay they're starting to use ChatGPT. If you're yeah. asking them, you know, why did this happen in this book? They're copying and pasting it in there to see what it says. Yeah. Because it, it, it's an assistant for them too.
0: That's the thing. I mean, kids are so busy these days and I think there are different pressures than we can even understand from, you know, I did not grow up with a cell phone. I did not grow up with social media. It didn't exist. It did not exist yet. It's a different, they live in a different world. And so, yeah, I can't pretend that I understand exactly what they're going through. And so yeah you could really get in the weeds on that conversation but the truth is that it it exists and they're using it and I will say the one thing that I've noticed is that the deeper level analysis the the sort of like really heavy cognitive thinking is not strong in chat GPT created essays you can tell you can it's it's excellent for Responding to just factual summary-based prompts. But if you're talking about like, yeah, like diving into a character's motivations or the impacts and cause and effect of, of an event, it's kind of vague. Yeah. And so that's just something, you know, that I think teachers can be mindful of.
1: It'll give you something, but... Yeah, if you were asking it to give like a, yeah, a deeper level analysis of it, it just doesn't have that yet. Yeah. Because it can't, it doesn't do well with opinions. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So if they're trying to use ChatGBT for a really analytical level question, it might not go so well for them.
1: Right. And I bet many schools right now are struggling with AI essays, like these artificial intelligence essays. And I bet there's been way more that have been turned in that no one has noticed. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you almost want to try turning it in to see if your teacher notices. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. And imagine someone telling you that you can't use it.
0: And it like as a teacher, I. I read a lot of writing and I have for over a decade, well over a decade, and I'm really good at catching plagiarism. I don't even need to use Turnitin or Google sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, hang on. And then I copy paste the paragraph and I find it. You can
1: just tell. Yeah, you
0: can tell. But I honestly, I don't know if I would be able to tell if a kid used chat GPT, if it was a more summary based sort of low to mid level blooms level question. Yeah.
1: Especially when you can ask like if a student is smart enough to use chat GPT and then they read it Mm -hmm. and it seems like something that they wouldn't have written and they can say rewrite this in a simpler way. Yeah they can copy and paste that into their word doc and then just add a few things into it to try and like dilute it almost
0: make it more sound a little bit more like their voice because we can't trace it you you copy paste any section of that and put it into turnitin or google it's not going to pop up because it was created uniquely for that prompt
1: right i did hear that chat gpt is trying to put some watermark in it so that you'll know that if it's been copied and pasted. Oh, interesting. But the reason that yeah, it's that thing where I learned this on TikTok yeah. and I'm supposed to say I read this in a book. Yeah. It sounds better because <laughs> if you say you learned it on TikTok, you have no you get no credit. A wise man told me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that if it has a watermark on it, it helps ChatGPT distinguish what information it's already answered and what it hasn't answered. Hmm. Because if it's something that learns from prior written material. Yeah if it starts learning from its own responses what's that going to mean for the ai like if hmm. it keeps learning from its own responses versus from learning with what natural language is yeah then i don't know i guess eventually ai will learn from ai but
0: oh my gosh i can't my brain can't even do that i
1: know it's starting to get too <laughs> meta right too inception yeah but they do want to put some type of watermark on it so you can tell if it's been written by chat gpt
0: but then you could also just Oh, have the chat gpt window and a brand new empty google doc and just type it word for word yeah you know and it i mean that would take a little while but certainly it wouldn't take as long as writing it yourself
1: well i think we learned if you want to change if when we've copied and pasted something from chat gpt like to an email you first copy it into the notes app because the notes app gets rid of all the formatting yep and then you copy and paste it into your email and you reformat it there exactly oh and there's there's another AI thing that you can use too that oh, will... Oh yeah,
0: it's the same company.
1: It's yeah, it's like the same company but for artwork yeah. where it's called Dolly. Yeah, like, like
0: Wally, like the Disney movie, but a D instead, Dolly. Yeah, yeah,
1: to pay to pay homage to the artist. Yeah. So you put in a text description there and it will give you an image. Like it'll draw an image. Yeah. So That's a fun one to play around with. That is a fun one to play with, yeah. Yeah, Uh, it can
0: can do some really cool things. Yeah,
1: the D-A-L-L slash E. Because you can say, like, you know, write a watercolor painting about Washington crossing the Delaware. Yeah. And it'll do that for you. Yeah. And kids can use that, too, for, like, images and art or Mm -hmm. ideas.
0: And just fun stuff, honestly.
1: So the kids are going to use AI to take away some of the thinking. Yes. Same way that we're going to use AI to take away some of our thinking.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: you can have it. I saw someone say draft a lease agreement.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. I saw a teacher do, use this to their advantage where they, they're like, I'm not even going to bother fighting it because it's out. And I think that would just be a headache. And they used it instead as a teaching tool and talking to their kids about, I know this is a thing. I know you're using it. Here's how, what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to write more analytical style questions because... I want you to engage with them and also let's see what happens and they actually typed in the prompt the very prompt that they were working on in class into chat GPT in class on the projector for everyone to see and they looked at the response together and they actually critiqued it.
1: Oh I like that. Isn't
0: that a great idea? And they, they looked at you know and I think the students didn't realize until the teacher led them through this how vague and just sort of wrote the response from chat GPT was and how that would, you know, it's it sounds good on the surface, but a teacher reading it and evaluating it against that actual analytical question would give that super low marks. You, you know, is you
1: making me think, should you use it to write the exemplars?
0: Well, I think but, it depends on the question. Well,
1: and it, it's cause I teach science. Like it's, it's yeah. probably usually going to be fact based and straight up.
0: I think if your questions are anywhere in the bottom two, maybe even three levels of blooms, it's, it's probably fine It's, it's probably when you're getting get into right. like deeper analysis And evaluation that it's yeah. not as good But I thought that was kind of a cool idea
1: That's you just made me think Yeah the evaluation doesn't seem like it's able to do yet
0: it, I don't think it can yeah. Not yet
1: No at least not yet Because yeah it has to put more weight to one idea Instead of another one Right So that's a way that teachers can help Prevent students from using it in the classroom mm-hmm. Is Because yeah, if we know that students are going to be using this To do all of this writing for them what can teachers do to make class even better? Have more of that evaluative stuff.
0: Exactly. Change your prompt, right? Make it something that's, that you would know if a kid, you know, would you chat GPT, that they have to use their own brain and they have to analyze their own thoughts in order to do well on that question. I've
1: heard people say, too, that they're just going to do all the writing in class now. Oh, sure. That's a thing. That's what you got to do.
0: You could do that. You Yeah.
1: You can also go completely the other way and say use chat GPT to help write, you know, your answers to this prompt.
0: Exactly. Or it can write really good outlines too. You can tell it, like write an outline for a, you know, 1,000 word essay about blah, blah, blah. And it'll give you some really good ideas on how to structure that argument.
1: There's always that tension to, kids need to know how to write an outline mm-hmm. but then how do you balance that with chat GBT can just write an outlet for them i know and you said a good thing earlier where you're doing a show call and you put the essay up on the board and then they critique it mm-hmm. i guess that's a natural thing that's going to start happening where you're you know you're used to critique two pieces of work already between which one has strong evidence and which one doesn't yeah now it's going to be Critique this one that has strong evidence that's written by a person versus that's written by AI.
0: Wow. And see the difference.
1: And see the difference. Yeah. I heard a good quote the other day where it said, it's not that AI is going to replace people, but people using AI are going to replace people who aren't. I love that. So instead of teaching the kids or instead of, you know, taking it away from the kids. Mm hmm. Which I know we need to sometimes, but we also need to teach them to use it as a tool
0: Yeah, so yeah. that they
1: can be even better than, than we are now.
0: Absolutely. I mean, who, who doesn't want more free time, more mental space, more improved mental health? And if a task can be completed by AI, I feel like it is human nature, regardless of age, to want to use that. You know, and well, that, yes, that does build a tension for educators, 100%. And I'm not judging anyone for how they choose to sort of manage this new thing, but it's just something to chew on, you know?
1: Yeah. And in the next couple of years, as one chat GPT grows and then we get more used to AI for other things. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the, what happens. Yeah. Cause I actually feel like there's already too many AI derivatives that it can't keep track of yeah like it's like with social media how you can't do all of the things right right? and then a new one pops up you're like i can't care about that one yeah, or i can't care about that one until like this one dies
0: and you see so many pop up and then fade away you know three months later
1: right so yeah it's a it's here the kids are gonna use it it's here in the new year yeah and it's you know it's spreading through Social, like it's gone. It was on TikTok. They're all saying it. They're yeah. saying it on Insta. They're going to see it everywhere. We'll finish out this year, and I wonder how big a presence it's going to be in the fall, twenty twenty three.
0: So, if you if you are so inclined, check it out. I highly recommend it for teachers to give us a little bit of our time and mental space back. And if you want to ask your students about it, take a poll on how many know about it, how many are using it. Uh, that could be an interesting conversation.
1: That's a cool idea. Yeah. All right. You got anything else?
0: No. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Yeah. First episode in a while, but we're back at it.
0: Yeah. 2023.
1: All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to us.
0: Bye.